one. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's the three chicks, Vic, Beth, and Donna. And today on our podcast, we're gonna talk about Amazon shenanigans. And if you can think of echoing throughout, that would be excellent. And this is one that our lovely Beth is going to kick off for us because she knows all about it. Give us a 411, Beth. 411. Well, first of all, this issue is brought to you by you. <laughs> Who would never shenanigan anybody. Oh, she just, she yes. Shenanigans, putting her on the floor now so I can concentrate. Um, yes. This is just so weird, you know. And, and I, you know, it sounds like a stupid thing when you, I, when I'm gonna first talk about you, be like, huh? Why is this a, a weird thing? But here's the, here's the four one one. Um, a number of authors have noticed that when you go to Amazon, you know, you surf there and you're going to buy your favorite book and there's this thing called the buy button. And this little buy button, you click the buy button and it takes you to your, puts the item in your cart and then you check out and life is good. Ta-da! Well, it's a little more complicated than that because in the good old days, I as a publisher could assume that when I would advertise my book and I'd send my people to Amazon, I could assume that if any of them purchased that book, that I would therefore sell a book and I would therefore get paid. What? You don't get paid? Well, what Amazon appears to be doing, and it's not doing it all the time, but it's doing it more and more, is I've had a couple authors contact me and they say, why is my book so expensive? I'm like, your book isn't expensive. It's $12.95. What's the deal? Well, it's listed on Amazon for $18.95. And I went, hmm. wow. Okay. So whoop, off I go to Amazon. And sure enough, right there is my author's book. And right there, $18.95. And right there's the buy button. And I'm looking at it going, what? Turns out Amazon isn't selling the book. It's a place called Book Repository which is a used book reseller, except they're owned by Amazon. They jack up the price of your book, and then when they sell it, I don't make anything. How can that be? If I click more options, I will therefore look down that thing, and I will find my $12.95 brand new book. But by then, I mean, who's going to go digging through all of that to get to the book? So here's, here's my conundrum is as an author and as a publisher, if I am sending my customers to Amazon to sell my book and I'm not making any money, why shall I send them to Amazon? Right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Which is why I like this. This goes back, way back to our chick's discussion on diversity and diverse mm-hmm. income in various income streams, which is the biggest reason why I oftentimes don't send my book buyers to Amazon. I try to sell my books direct because a I can usually add more products mm-hmm. right with it you know bonuses and such but um yeah that's that's a shenanigan wouldn't you say I would say so that's really odd but wouldn't you get money when the book depository people buy your book to begin with I mean wouldn't they have to buy it from you in order to sell it sometimes it depends upon if they happen to have or buy or 
selling a brand new one or if they're actually selling a used one that they got through some sort of other, uh, you know, book, books on there's like this, you, you, you got the new books and you got the used books and you got right. everything in between remainders. Uh, I don't know what happens to the books that are, I've, I've gotten books that are printed really crappily. New word, everybody. Crappily. Goes wrong with turd. <laughs> you know, in the in the good old days, again, there'd be a book uh, that was, you know, made crappily. It'd be trashed. Right. So, sometimes they're not now, yeah. and and they're sold. Oh. Oh, and then guess yeah. who gets the bad review for having a crappily made book sold? You know, you do, or your yeah. author. Mm -hmm. Wow. Probably. I never, I, never, I never knew that, that the, even the badly printed books are still sold. I didn't either. Sometimes, didn't not either. always. I mean, the, 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 it's, all, it's not exactly what you would call a very transparent process. Do you yeah. think that happens with other products besides books? Oh, I'm sure. Wow. I'm, I'm, wow. I'm quite positive. And what, that, that is, we, at first people kind of thought, well, maybe, maybe they're doing that for people to people who don't ha have Amazon print their books. But in that case, we, Amazon did actually print that book for us and, and then we still didn't have the buy button. And so that, that, oh, adds, a, that, that adds a new dimension. That adds a whole wow. new dimension to trying to, you know, if, if you're an author mm -hmm. and you're unaware of this and don't keep track like me, one of my authors told me about it. I'm aware now, though. Um, you know, and suddenly your, your book sales are, have gone down to almost nothing. You, ha you know, those are some of the things to look into. I even was reading an article that Amazon is planning on or hoping to somewhere along the line sell used ebooks. Used ebooks, as in well, people sure turn them back work. in? I don't know how that would work. No, I don't either. That's interesting. I mean, when I read an ebook, now I, I confess I have. You know, Amazon, I have Kindle and I read a lot of ebooks. I read a lot of physical books too, but I read a lot of ebooks. And when I'm done, if I don't want to read it again, I just remove it from my device. It's still in my library. Mm -hmm. Right. But um, uh, used ebooks, well, you know, I, maybe it's the same kind of borrowing as you do at the library where, you know, you check a book out and then you return it. But in the library system, usually they pay a little more for the books to kind of mm -hmm. make up for it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love working with libraries and my son works for a library and I think it's fantastic. They have a fantastic service. I am so willing to support that system. Very, very, yeah. you know, I would, I would rather sell one book to a library and have 500 people read it yeah. than to sell 500 right. books on book repository. Right. Wow. That's, that's really amazing. I, I had no idea. Is it, so you can really imagine that they must be doing it with other products if they're doing it with yours. Exactly. And, so and unbeknownst to you. Right. Right. It's known to me now. <laughs> I'm so glad Which, that it is beknownst to you now. Here's where we have our brain trust. This is, this is, goes right into this is why we recommend everyone have more than one stream of income. This is yeah. why we sell books on Nook. This is why we sell our books through iTunes. This is why we sell books. Walmart even carries our books. You can, but you want to insulate yourself. This is why we sell books direct. This is why I do mm -hmm. copywriting. 
when you're a freelancer or when you're any kind of, you know, writer, I know for a fact, both of you have got some nice um, diverse incomes. You have more yes. than one client. Yes. You have more than, you know, it's, it's easy. And this is another reason in a previous podcast, we talked about why direct mail is coming back. This is another one of the reasons direct mail is coming back is when one large entity has so much control over so much of your income, it's time yeah. to start tending to your own garden. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's I mean, I, I have uh, one client who probably makes up about 50% of my income, which is fine. Um, I, I like to say that it's kind of my retirement income because being self-employed is just nice to be on my own schedule. I still, you know, there, there are people out there and you, you know them too, who go to work in their pajamas mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, don't necessarily take a shower before they get into their office. I treat it like it's any other office I've ever been in. Um, but, you know, having extra clients outside of that sphere and still being a writer, still having novels to write and having scripts to write. And I just, in fact, I just entered a short script contest last month or this past month, 250 words. What genre do you think they gave me out of any genre you can imagine? Horror. Yes. <gasps> what? They gave me they horror. Oh, and it's, no. it's all, you're all seated. And, and, and for everybody who's listening to this and watching this podcast, I am the last person who should get horror. I'm the That's person why I who, said horror and I could tell I know, on your face. Who, who pulls the covers over her face at the slightest hint of scary music. <laughs> so yes, you're all, you're seated. Shut up. You're seated in, yes, yes, listeners, I told my partner to shut up. He says um, that all the time. You're seated, <laughs> you're seated in all of these categories. And there's the people from all over the world do this. And so I had horror, boiling water, and special. Those are the three things I had to use. So the special? genre was, yeah, I had to use the word special in there. Special boiling water. And, Amen, I had to, and, and, and the boiling water had to be in action. You couldn't say boiling water in the dialogue. It was really interesting. I, I don't know if I've made it to the second round. I won't know until just before Thanksgiving. But, but so, so to, to digress, that's one of the things that I do. Because if you get all the way to the end, there is a prize. There's a cash prize. So and it made you stretch outside your bone. It did. Horror. Oh my God. I have a very dear friend who writes nothing but horror and I, I, I can't do it. I just have no, no experience, no desire. No. Yeah. But when you said, I knew you were going to guess it out of anything, anything. And Beth knows that I'm a mystery writer and also a, a children's fiction writer. And so or yeah, I looked at it and I said, Oh my God. But they'll all seed us differently next time. If you advance to the second round, you get a different genre, you get a different word, you get a different action. Right. But 250 words, try it. It's really interesting to try to write a beginning, middle, and end for anybody who's a writer listening, a beginning, middle, and end in 250 words. You can burn through them pretty fast. Yeah. In a big Absolutely. way. You learn to be the economy of 
Crohn's. Hemingway. Yep, absolutely. So I think that this, this whole idea of, uh, are there any other Amazon shenanigans that we know about besides this? That's one? the big one for now. That's the big one, okay. Well, I've yeah, also it, been it, seeing more and more that prime shipping isn't necessarily prime anymore. Um, meaning that um, Amazon is starting to increase their pricing for being a prime member, which I am. And not you don't get everything the next day anymore. You get most things the next day, yeah, but not everything. And, and I mean that's fine. I use them all the time. It's great. I'm not complaining. But if anything, the Amazon shenanigans make you realize you have to be really vigilant, not only if you're selling, but if you're buying too. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And you know, honestly, I'm prime as well. And I'll say right here the. The reason I am is for the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I'm sorry, it just is. Is it worth $119 a year? It absolutely is. <laughs> My son is a prime member. I am not. And he will oftentimes order something. And I just, for the fun of it, will order the same day. And I'll use the free super shipping. More often than not, mine comes first. Of course. Wow. Of course. Wow. Of course. I just get books, though. Well, and, and truly... There is a free shipping component if you're willing to wait a couple days. Yeah, that's a free super. Uh, exactly. So that's yes. why the word super's in it. Oh, see, you're just so smart. You're so smart. And what, and what, what's, really, what really scary, <laughs> too, <laughs> is that Amazon is really taking over the world in so many ways. And they have their fingers in so many pies, which right. means you have to be even more proactive about oh. being diversified and selling your products in other venues aside right. from Amazon. And to be clear, it's clear if they're going to oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. But yeah, it, it, to be clear, they, they, they were, and they are a wonderful company. It, yeah. There are many authors who would not be authors without them. It's just unfortunate when things like, you know, losing your entire buy button and going in and promoting that book like that and discovering halfway through that, you know, some I've known of authors who have, you know, they, they put, take a, out ads and they have their zine and they're shooting people to that to, to try to get their book up in the rankings. They're like, yay, I'm at number five. What? Wait, 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 man, I'm not getting any money. What's going on? You know? Right. Right. Wow. I, I, I think they're ironing out some stuff. Maybe mm -hmm. they, they've had, Amazon has, um, messed with the buy buttons before and uh, a company called book locker sued them oh, yeah one. yeah oh, oh they yeah. did yeah. oh oh, oh. Yes. tell tell us a little bit about that that was quite a while ago i have a lot of cobwebs but it was something about uh they took away buy buttons for some of the bigger publishers yeah oh another amazon shenanigan um there are some the, the big the big five publishers that are joining Kindle Unlimited now. I don't oh. think they have the same terms as us peons mm -hmm. as far as exclusivity goes, but I'm wondering how that's going to affect the, um, the Kindle Unlimited financial pie at the end of each quarter. You know, if Hatchet is earning, you know, half of that pie, that's going to really mess with Indies a fair amount. We'll, we'll find yeah. that's something we'll have to sit and wait on to see how that goes. Yeah, that's very true. As a publisher, we, in fact, we just talked about direct mail in our last podcast. As a publisher, 
do you do a mix of Amazon and direct yes. mail to sell your books so that not all of your eggs are in one basket? Absolutely. Especially like, um, uh, we have, we, I've teamed, uh, you can, anyone can team with them, but there is a company called book funnel who is an amazing company and they will deliver eBooks. So we now can sell our eBooks direct ah. as well from our oh, website. Wow, that's great. And, that's uh, great. the, um, book funnel is owned by a fellow by the name of Damon Courtney. Amazing, amazing person. So I'm very, very pleased to be a part of that company. Um, so if you ever have an ebook, you know, hook up with Damon and he will get, this is not an affiliate link. I will not get anything for this except for the fact that I, I will help Damon stay in business because he's so awesome. And if your customer goes to a site and they want to put their book on the Kindle, his technical support will help them. Wow. Wow. That's great. Yes. Book funnel. Cool. Book funnel. Book funnel. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Are they a U.S. company or? Yeah. Yep. In fact, I've shared a cab with Damon, and well, he sings karaoke at almost all the writers' conferences. And if you ever want to see the best version of Sweet Transvestite from Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> Show, that's Damon. I just love that show. And you know, it says speaking of Rocky Horror, and any of our listeners can counter this. I I think I read not long ago that Tim Curry had a pretty nasty stroke. He did. And he's, yes. I mean, he is such a talent. He it just yes. amazing, amazing. I think, amazing I think the stroke was several years ago, but yeah, it was pretty, okay. it was pretty Well, I'm bad. kind of behind the time. Um, but yeah, it's it, too bad because he's he still down just, He's still he, online. Is he really? Oh, he really no. oh, God. That's great. That's great. Um, this is really cool. I know this is kind of one of our shorter podcasts because we usually go about 30 minutes. Is there anything else you want to add to Amazon shenanigans part one, Miss Beth? Yes, no, Miss Beth? <laughs> Beth, I think, she frozen? I think she, she must is be frozen. frozen. She is frozen. Uh -oh. There she is. There she oh, is. There she is. Do you, I, um, I had a thing yeah. say, your internet is unstable. Oh, I thought no. I was talking about me. <laughs> Do you have anything else you would like to add to Amazon shenanigans? Basically, just don't put your eggs in one basket. Yeah. If you're wondering whether you should be Amazon exclusive or not, at yeah. any point, that's for eBooks, obviously. Yeah. Just, just remember, you know, Amazon's a corporation. Their bottom line is to to create a profit, right? Not now, to well, nurture your writing career. Now, I have a question. Uh, Beth, what if you go in there and you see one of the books and the buy button is for this book depository place? Is there any way you can go and call up Amazon and say, yo, that's a good question. good question. Depends on your account. Some people, I don't know why, but it seems like I, I actually can call and get a verbal support. But a lot of new publishers are saying that there's no way to get a hold of them, and that so they will do the email and then get back the auto replies. And uh, then, then... Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So really, there's not much recourse unless. Basically, just keep working, keep working, and nurture other sources of income, because yeah. boy, tomorrow Amazon could be fabulous again. Could and be. Barnes and Noble could be crap. Who knows? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so this, folks, has been part one of Amazon shenanigans. I, trust me, we'll do another one.
Um, hope you had a great time with us today. And uh, if you have any questions or comments or you want to suggest topics for our next podcast, please go to threechicks.com and shoot us an email. Three-six uh, with an X. X with... That's right, C-H-I-X, the number three, C-H-I-X.com. And uh, this is Victoria for Beth and Donna, the three chicks, and we will see you back here again soon. Have a great day. Bye.